Family Life Experiment, have you ever wondered if work-life balance is really possible for a lawyer? We have too. So let's put it to the test. Join us as we experiment with proven tips and tricks to address everyday lawyer problems. I am Anya Smirnova. And I am Frida Levitsky. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Lawyer Life Experiment. Today's episode is called Playtime is Not a Waste of Time. But before I tell you a little bit more about that, we are going to do a little recap to see how we found the experiment from the last episode, which was from Zoom to the boardroom. And that was the episode where we explored how to make hybrid working more innovative and how to grow from everybody's ideas when we are creating this new workplace environment. Anya, how did you find the last experiment? Well, we demoed the yes and game during our episode. What I do notice is um, when you're looking for the things that the other person is right about, you're already in a positive discussion, in a positive place. We do this when we are recording these episodes. We're building on each other's ideas, which is what I love about our podcast, because I get so much out of it as well. And I see it a lot when I play with my children, because they have such extravagant ideas to an adult ear that if you come in with a critical mind to play with your children, you're going to be like a fun sponge. The, all the fun will be completely gone as soon as you start commenting on what can and cannot happen. And as soon as you allow this, like when you're constructing something from Legos, the hardest thing on earth yeah. is to construct from Legos that are in a big box when you don't have bag one, bag two, bag three and the <laughs> instruction. And this is a real yes and game because you're just building on top of the other. And I open up myself, become more creative as a, as a person as a result of it. I, I think that's, that's really true. I think also that the fact that you are required to listen to somebody else, I think it actually increases our listening capability and our open-mindedness to a situation, which I think all workplaces can, can do, do with a little bit more of. That's what I think that game does mainly for me is that I, I hear things that I wouldn't necessarily hear if I wasn't listening as well. And therefore, the end result becomes a lot more creative and innovative. So I would agree with that. I haven't thought of it in the Lego context. <laughs> Having said that, Justin just built a huge Land Rover Defender or something over the weekend, which required a lot of bags of one, two, three, four of Lego. <laughs> Speaking of that, that's, it's a perfect segue into playtime is not a waste of time. So as adults, we are not prohibited from having fun, but somewhere between childhood and adulthood, a lot of the time they seem to have lost that element of fun. We seem to have stopped playing. Instead, we focus on work and family commitments and being responsible. And any time, any downtime that we do tend to get, what we tend to do is veg out in front of Netflix, in front of the TV and barely have a functional conversation with whoever we are living with. Or we over-exercise as a way to escape, or some of us end up, you know, going down the route of over-drinking as a way of numbing out. But that fun element is really missing, which could be really beneficial if we brought it back in. 
So today, as the Northern Hemisphere enters into the midst of its summer holidays and the, uh, the Southern Hemisphere enters into the depths of winter, geez, it is cold down in Cape Town, by the way, <laughs> we want to remind you about the importance of playing, of putting down your phones, switching off your laptops and taking time out to truly enjoy yourselves. So, Anya, I'd like to start by asking you what you do to have fun. To have fun, you know, I would separate actually fun from play. There are some fun things that I love doing. I love playing the ukulele. And my father-in-law, he used to be a drummer in a rock band called The Jump in Italy <laughs> in the 70s. So when we see each other for summer holidays, he's on his drum kit and I am with my ukulele. And the songs that we have in common are the Beatles. So it becomes a really fun family concert. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, I like creating fun, but also for me, play sometimes is being just in the flow of things. Spending time without purpose is mm -hmm. playful. This is where I truly switch off and stop thinking about things that I have to do. And in the past 18 months of the since the pandemic started. That's what I found most difficult, especially with children. And they were homeschooling for nine, 10 months out of 18. Time was so precious. Everything was around the must-haves. For a year, there was no time for spending time without purpose. It just felt too irresponsible to do it. Or you just didn't have that opportunity. Now that we're easing into like the vaccination programs and stuff and the, the, the country is opening up and the summer is coming and the school has already started summer holidays, so there is no homework, I notice is that, yeah, like, <laughs> but still, you know, I felt like I fell into the habit of just planning things and doing things that I need to do. Last week, I forced myself to put day off in capital letters in my calendar to actually take the time off and not plan anything. And that was okay. super playful for me. So the absence of a need to do anything and just go with the flow is what, is what allows you to be playful. Play, yes, playful. When you really are intuitive in the in the process, you know, like when you are with your friends and you're just building, yes, and the game of creating fun. You you don't have any purpose. The, the only purpose is just to have good time. Oh, that feels right to do in this moment. Yeah. So your intuition kicks in. It's in, it's interesting it, because when when you said it to start with, I was like, oh, I wonder how you differentiate that with procrastination. So, which is, you technically are not, you're not in the flow, but you're definitely not doing something in that process. So you're not, you're not intentionally focused on a particular situation, but it sounds like going with the flow versus procrastination is the intention behind it. You're intentionally taking time out. Yes. To me, procrastination is hiding away from the task in hand that you don't want to do. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you can distract yourself with being playful but <laughs> for me it's 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 quite interesting that I actually quite like having a purpose when it comes to playtime I like doing things and, and spending my time really having that time to actually go and do the things that I love so for me it, uh, 
Fun is such an important part of playfulness for me. And I don't, I, I basically think I'm a bit like Peter Pan, that little girl that never quite grew up. <laughs> I, I resonate with my, my three-year-old quite regular, <laughs> regularly. But for me, it's about traveling and adventure. That is play for me. It's, it's, I've really missed it this year and exploring new cultures, new territories, visiting new sites and tasting incredible food and seeing the most amazing things. I remember being in New Zealand and seeing my first big blue whales and just having this absolute sense of joy literally just infuse my body. It was just incredible. Uh, what else do I do to have fun? Justin and I often play board games. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of board games. So sequence and Scrabble and Trivial Pursuits and Monopoly, those are the things that we we pull out. And I love it. It does make me remember how competitive I was at Monopoly, actually, when I was younger. <laughs> and the other the other thing that we did do at the very beginning of lockdown, I created um an online publish quiz because the pubs were not open, but we enjoyed pub quizzing and and interacting with our friends and connecting with them and challenging ourselves with each other and that has rolled into the Moncaster family quiz which we've managed to get ourselves invited to every Sunday night so that's that's another way that we really enjoy having fun and and I suppose as a non-parent I actually really enjoy spending time with my friends children my nieces my nephews my godsons not saying that parents don't enjoy enjoy having spending time with their kids but as the auntie role, I get to have these sporadic bursts of mass energy where I really enjoy potato printing and colouring in and playing hide and seek and making shapes of animals in the sky and all those wonderful things that kiddies do. So, yeah, I, I agree with going with the flow. There's just that real element of fun in there for me. And, you know, parents love aunties and coming in with all that energy to play with children because it's beautiful for children and it is a good break for parents as well. <laughs> I know my role, don't you worry. <laughs> when you were talking about different board games, games, they teach us different kind of skills. The, in the game, especially when you're playing with others, there is always the winner and the loser. And it's how you react to those situations. And, and it's this building mm -hmm. those skills, skill of how you become a gracious losing side. My son, he learned it actually from the screen Pokemon game <laughs> because they lose and then they show that they are, well, upset, obviously, about this. But then they recover and they say, Thank you so much. That was a beautiful game. And my son started doing the same in his chess club. He was always so upset about losing. And now he congratulates his opponent and says, thank you so much. It was such an enjoyable game. I felt so proud. But what a very rugby response to that. Um, oh, congratulations. Well, good game, good game. <laughs> oh, good on him. But, you, but you're right. And, and when you're talking about children learning from playfulness and, and having fun and, and being creative and, and, and what they're doing, that doesn't mean that adults can't learn from, from a playful situation. I mean, if you think about it from, think about coaching, for example, we often give uh, activities as a way of helping people to reframe a mindset or to 
explore a particular limiting belief, whatever it is that we're, we're working on with them. Those activities are intended to be quite playful and fun in order to encourage people to learn in a more creative and, and quicker manner because you do learn more quickly when you're enjoying something. That's actually a really good lesson for, for, for Luca to get, but also something that we can translate it into the adult world too. Absolutely, because we tend to become very serious about each topic. And when we hold it lightly, rules of a sandbox kick in, you know, everything is possible and nothing terrible is going to happen if we just try things out. Absolutely. And the reason we wanted to talk about playfulness today and the, the fact that it's not a waste of time is that there are so many benefits to being playful. We've just talked about it improves brain functionality. All those games that we're playing, you know, whether it's crosswords and Sudoku or Trivial Pursuits, our brains are working on, well, mine is at least, working on overdrive, trying to work out the problems and all of those you know, pieces that we're fitting together. Uh, it relieves stress. When we're very stressed, we release a lot of cortisol. And when we go into play mode and we exercise or we, we're doing something that we enjoy, we release endorphins. And that enables really, really overstressed people to well, regulate their, their blood pressure, to help them uh, manage and use their fat and their proteins and their carbohydrates a little bit better. It allows us to control our sleep patterns a bit better when we're in a much more balanced and non-stressed state. It allows us also to disconnect from being in a bad mood or an uncomfortable mood that we're in and switch into a much more healthy and playful and joyful mood which again helps us to reduce our stress. I mean, we call that state management from a, from a coaching perspective, but it does. It, it allows us to reduce the stress that we physically hold in our body. If you think about um, being stressed, you often have really hunched up shoulders and your back is hurting or there'll be places in your body where you hold stress. And when you're in a joyful mood, everything in your body relaxes and that only helps with your physical posture and the way that you hold yourself and the way that you feel about yourself. I call this hacking into your emotional state. When you fake your emotional state with your posture, you, you strike a pose to send the signal, strike the pose, to send the <laughs> signal to your brain that, for example, you are the winner and you have your hands up like in a winning exactly. pose, like in a celebration. And actually your brain takes this as a sign of that everything is fine. Sometimes, yeah, letting our body show our brain uh, a playful, a distressed state works magic, especially to people who spend a lot of time in, in the stress zone and in the, uh, well, now where a, a lot of us are at home, but even in the office, you can actually hack into that place of playfulness, a body state of relaxation to relax your brain as well. Absolutely. And, and when you do, and if you can access that joyful state and that playful state, gosh, it makes working in those stress working environments a lot more healthy and a lot more fun because you diffuse that constant tension that exists. Um, I think it's really important. And I, and I, 
think we should be encouraging more play in the workplace. I, you know, there's a, I remember being in corporate and I actually really enjoyed team building days where you went off and you did your, what was it, group exercise of trying to build a, a seat and somebody had out of logs and twigs and pieces of elastic bands and you had to grow people and create create a seat and then six people carried you across a river or whatever it was but it was the team bit obviously it's all about working together and communicating well I actually really enjoyed those days and there was I remember when they stopped really promoting team building days because oh it's a waste of money and you know we're just messing around I don't think you were messing around or I think it's a good thing to have been messing around. It was creating things at a much deeper level and on a much more subconscious level between relationships and teams. And I think we should be doing more of that. Truly, because when you play, you become yourself. You let your inner child come out and show yourself. An amazing thing happened uh, throughout that year of uh, Zoom we all were not physically present one with another, but you still feel the other person's energy. And mm -hmm. when the energy with what the person, with how the person is showing up does not correspond, that creates a distrust. For example, you feel there is something else the person was about to say or how what he says and how he, you think he feels, that creates a disconnect. And when we are playing when we are letting ourselves just come out naturally this creates a lot of trust and connection because you feel like okay what I feel what my internal compass is telling me about this person corresponds with how this person is actually sharing and saying and reacting to things and that the team building really helps us to connect on this more chemical level Yeah, and it, it, by our intuition, it's much more intuitive. And we just, there's a, this feeling, there's just an intuition that we understand that person on a different level. I completely agree. Coming into the holiday season and what you were saying about how play helps us to remove stress and balance our hormones, that is the whole point for me of taking the holiday or taking a day off. You jump off that continuous circle of work and stress and must-dos and you take the time to step back and just reflect on your life and enjoy life. Before we look at the hypothesis for today, I think it's actually important, really important to, to, to reflect on what happens when we don't step out. What, happened, what used to happen to me, at least, I, I can use myself as an example, is that holidays came, great, Big build-up, super excited. I'm going to Australia. Great. Going to go and see my, my niece down there and, and my best friends down there. Super. Off we go. And we get there and I, I'm, I'm going to use one specific incident. I ended up being called into a project on Canada and ended up working during the night from 11 o'clock at night to 6 o'clock in the morning on my BlackBerry, BlackBerry as it was at the time, on, on my computer, reviewing documents on conference calls, sleeping till maybe eight kids came in my nieces and nephews came in and then I had a full day with the kids but was kind of attached to my my, my phone and looking and going oh, hang on what have I got to get from in at no single moment in that two-week holiday was that a holiday and I came home and I said to my boss I'm claiming that back 
I didn't get a holiday. I've worked for the last two weeks. I've just been in a different country and in a different house. That is all I've got. And I resented the fact that I didn't have a break. I was more stressed out than when I went because I hadn't stopped. And I just I just hadn't disconnected. The point about it is, is that we have to be really vigilant and really conscious when it comes to taking holidays that we are going to stop, that we're going to pause, that we're going to be present in having play and having fun because that there is a huge benefit to doing so. Working during holidays, yeah, this is not a holiday. When you said stop, you made me think of how I switch between mode zero and one when I go on holidays. I had some super relaxing holidays and I had some super active holidays and both were really enjoyable. If I'm going to a new place, I want to see uh, not to have missed anything important. So I do my research, I plan out day, like including places for lunch. I love different markets and street foods and, and I have absolute joy from planning it. And I'm super lucky that my husband is the opposite and he has absolute joy of not planning anything and just following me around. The, we have the most amazing uh, couple relationship in that sense. On the other hand, when we had our children, traveling with children, there are different challenges. The younger children, they need their naps, they get tired, they can't walk far, but they, all the children, they already have an opinion. It's like, boring, not yet another museum. <laughs> I definitely had holidays from which I came back and felt, I don't know who this holiday was for, but not for me. Yeah. And... I made a commitment to myself to do a bit of this intentional reflection. How do I want to come out of that holiday? Do I need more like peace and quiet? In this case, we plan to go somewhere where there is a kids club, we get meals cooked for us and the room cleaned for us. Or do I have this craving of discovering something new and learning in this case? And I would have a low expectation, I suppose, of like, if we just manage one museum trip, that will be enough. And when you gain, come back after you've made that intentional decision of how you want that holiday, do you feel more productive and as though you've enjoyed that holiday more because you've actually gone in knowing what, you, what to expect? Oh, I will tell you about our last summer's holiday. I had a <laughs> list of things that I set myself as an intention and it mm -hmm. was read a book, have at least three lines in the morning, things like that. And I was ticking one line. <laughs> <laughs> this was a personal experiment. And at the end of the holiday, most things were ticked. And I was like, I did it. I was just Bonus. proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad I had this physical reminder for myself of my own intention. And I did feel good. That actually is a perfect segue into the hypothesis that we want to set today. We've talked about the importance of playfulness. We've talked about how it can counteract the damage that high stress levels can, can have on, on us as human beings. So I think the hypothesis is that playtime will increase productivity and enjoyment of life, both professionally and personally. Just to add to that is that 
when we've talked about it in the context of holidays and you know having that like week break or two week break but playtime can be an hour it can be two hours it can be 30 minutes and all of that will increase productivity and enjoyment in your life it will give you work-life balance and this brings us to the experiment our discussion showed that how we are all very different even about taking a break and playing and spending our holiday. So our experiment, and that will be a summer-long experiment. All winter. All winter, (laughs) yeah. Oh, truly, yes. Whenever you take a break, and it can be a one-hour or it's a week-long or a month-long holiday, it's being mindful and intentional about having a break. It's about giving yourself a permission to play. It's about being in the flow, whether it's the slow flow or an active flow for you, uh, whether it is spending time without purpose or planning all the things you really want to see to feed that curiosity in you. Give yourself permission to do what you need to enjoy life. I I just wanted to finish this this episode off because I love this quote by George Bernard Shaw, the Irish playwright who wrote, not my fair lady, what's the play version? Pygmalion. And he said, we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. That's it for this week's episode of the Lawyer Life Experiment podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. It was presented to you by Anis Smirnova and Frida Levitsky. Find our information and contacts in the podcast note. We love to hear your views on this podcast. Please reach out to us or use the link in the show notes to give us a review. You can also subscribe and like and tell your friends about it and have fun experimenting. 